Reflections from Torch Trust, focusing on Christian faith and sight loss. Hello and a very warm welcome to Reflections, the show from Torch Trust that focuses on faith and disability in today's world. I'm your host, Marilyn Baker, and it's lovely to be with you this week. I love it when we get to share the personal stories of the blind and partially sighted people we're fortunate enough to meet through Torch Trust. Everyone has a story to share and something that makes them unique. And they're all worth listening to. Well, as you may know, Torch Trust runs a programme of holidays designed specially with blind and partially sighted people in mind. Back in the summer on one of these holidays, we met Rosalie Diaz. Rosalie has a wonderful story to share of her faith, her sight loss, her experience in growing up in Tanzania and eventually moving over to the UK and her other talents, which I think you'll find very interesting. Our producer Grace caught up with Rosalie recently to hear her story. So, Rosalie, thank you so much for joining us on the Reflections radio show. It's great to have you here. And um, Mm. I just wondered if I could start by asking, um, how did you hear about Torch Trust? Uh, Well, um, I heard it actually from someone in church. His name is Graham Blackwell. That was my former former church, Harvest Community Church. And he, he, because I'm visually impaired, he, he heard about it. I don't know how he knew about it. But then he told me it would be nice for you to get in touch with them because they've got talking books and Bibles and things like that you can, uh, you know, access. So that's yeah. when I found you on the website. Oh. Yeah, and then I signed up. For it. So now I get your newsletters and all the activities that are happening with Torch. Ah, okay. And um, mm. I hear that you went on a Torch holiday this year as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> I went to Poole. Mm. Uh, it was in June. And uh, I tell you, that was one of my best holidays. Because it was the one of the holy one of the Christian holidays that I, I'd never been before. Mm. I mean, I've been a Christian for about 30 years, and that was the first Christian holiday that I'd ever been to, and I really enjoyed it. It was really nice. (laughs) Oh, I'm really glad to hear that. That's wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) And um, would you mind telling me a little bit about your experience of visual impairment? I was born blind uh, because I I suffer from Stargardt disease. So I grew up with this uh, visual impairment and that's why I'm able to cope more because I've learned how to cope and with different in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I use my talking uh, gadgets to navigate and to to live an independent life. I live on my own in a in my own flat. Mm-hmm. So I use all these gadgets to help me. And um, and I also have a sister who's born blind. So we are both born blind in one family. Mm. So we kind of help each other. And I also meet with other visual impairment groups, like with Vista, people from Vista, and uh, some from the RNIB. 
but due, uh, when COVID started, like I stopped most of those groups, but I used to before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I had a befriend and we used to go out on trips with Vista and things like that. I'm, I'm coping all right. I have some difficulties sometimes, but uh, I also have a carer who comes twice a week to help me. Hmm. So she helps me with cleaning and cooking and things that I want to read. So that I'm coping all right. I'm coping better now. So I feel more happier in myself. Yeah. Whereas before that, I used to struggle a lot. Like if I wanted to go somewhere, then I wouldn't have, you know, someone to take me there. And especially when COVID also came, uh, when we had the pandemic, it was more difficult for me. Yeah, that must have been very hard. And yeah. yeah, the things you relied on weren't possible anymore. Yeah, they were, yeah. But now things are picking up slowly, slowly. So I'm trying to get into my normal routine mm. with my exercises and dancing and oh, <laughs> things really? like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so you do dancing? Yeah, I go for the fitness classes on a Tuesday. Actually, it's today or later, but I go on a Tuesday every week. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, for dancing. And then I go to the gym on Wednesdays. Hmm. And then I meet my friends like once a week. We go for for lunch or a drink or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to keep myself active. Yeah. And do you find <laughs> that having a schedule is an important part of that, kind of having things planned out? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I prefer if they are planned in advance, at least three, four days before, mm. because then I can get ready for it and I know what I'm doing. Mm. So I have, a, I use Alexa a lot. So I, on, I set my reminders and alarms and things on that. So like if I have an interview or anything like that, or then um, an appointment with the doctors, I set my alarm and reminders on there. So those things really help me as well. Would you mind telling us a little bit about uh, your experience as a Christian? When did you become a Christian? Well, I became a Christian when I was still in Tanzania because I was born there and I grew up in Tanzania. Hmm. I only came to England in 2007. Oh, right. So I've been here for about now 16 years. So I was a Christian there, and I used to attend a Pentecostal church. I heard actually about salvation from a, a group from this Pentecostal church, and they used to visit us at home, me and my family, my dad, my mom, and my four sisters. Mm -hmm. And they used to tell us about Jesus and read to us the Bible, passages from the Bible. And they invited us to their church. From from there onwards, me, I got saved, then my sister got saved, then my mom got saved, and then my dad got saved just before he passed away. Oh. Yeah, so slowly, slowly, one by one, <laughs> we yeah. got saved. So I went to that church and I just felt so blessed. You know, I felt the presence of God. I felt the uh, power of the Holy Spirit mm. and... Um, I even received healing for, for a skin condition that I had. Mm. And that was just because my faith began to grow. And I, I, I started having faith in God and 
you know, in in yeah. my life in general. Yeah, and that's how I developed in my faith and my love for God. And I and I got saved and I got baptized over there. And I felt his presence whenever I worshipped and prayed. And uh, I still do today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also used to lead in worship, actually, in my former church before I joined one church. We closed that church now because we were struggling. You know, there were not many young mm. people there. So I used to lead worship in that church, actually. In, my, in Harvest Community Church here in England, actually. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Is yeah. Even something... in Tanzania, I, I used to be a worship leader as well over there. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you'd like to do again in the future? Is that something you're exploring? <laughs> I would, actually. Mm. I would love, but I just joined this church in February. So I'm still trying to find my place. Mm and my position in that in that church so i would really love to get back into worship we'll be hearing the final part of rosalie's interview in just a few moments but first it's time for our thought for the week this week we'd like to share a thought from james brookman which was originally written in 2016 in this thought James is musing on the frustrations of traffic delays. Well, I think we've all been there, James. There's a particular roundabout on the Coventry Ring Road that's notorious for creating traffic delays and causes me such problems getting to work that I leave home before six o'clock in the morning to beat the traffic. Fortunately, Highways England recognised the problem and started building an underpass two years ago. Imagine my mixed emotions back then in 2014 when they put this sign up. New Relief Road under construction, delays expected until autumn 2016. Well, last Sunday, after spending £106 million, they opened the new underpass. And on the Monday morning as I approached it in the dark and pouring rain, I missed it. What? I'd spent the best part of a month of my life sat watching and waiting for this thing to be built and when the moment came, I and most of my fellow commuters sailed on by and queued up like normal at the roundabout. How can that happen? I noticed on the next day there had been plenty of signs telling us the new road was open. In fact, even on the Monday I'd noticed a sign out of the corner of my eye saying, ignore your sat-nav but never got beyond thinking, how stupid to not cover that sign up until the new road is open. In the Bible, Jesus says, Be on your guard then, because you do not know what day your Lord will come. If the owner of a house knew the time when the thief would come, you can be sure that he would stay awake and not let the thief break into his house. So then, you also must always be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you are not expecting him. Jesus was talking about the second coming, which is when he comes again to the earth, and we need to be prepared for that event and anticipate his arrival. Although it could happen today, it might not happen until next year, or in ten years' time, or indeed within our lifetimes. But even if we knew precisely the day he was coming again, say, in a hundred years' time, would that change the way we live our lives today? 
Of course not. In a sense, the Lord is with us all the time. So all the time, we need to be vigilant and live in a way which is pleasing to him. As for me, I need to start driving with a bit more vigilance, both to be on the lookout for new bypasses and to moderate some of my behaviour towards these fellow commuters. Maybe I'll have to imagine Jesus sat next to me in the passenger seat. Let's listen in now to the final part of producer Grace's interview with Rosalie Diaz. I also, uh, I've been told that you write poetry as well. So. Oh, I love writing poetry. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, I actually started writing when I was back home in Tanzania. I started writing and then I used to write just bits and bobs of pieces. And then my mom used to say, oh, you, you're good. You know, you should keep on writing. So she kind of encouraged me. Hmm. And then when I came here to England, uh, I had stopped for a while because I had to just, you know, find my feet here and get settled. Hmm. And uh, then I started writing a few a few pieces. And then when uh, when we had the pandemic three years ago, uh, because I was bored, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we couldn't go out. So because I was bored, I picked it up again. And then I found groups actually on Zoom. That's when Zoom really kicked in, didn't it? Oh, During yes. the pandemic. So I found uh, on 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 the website, I found Zoom um, uh, uh, with, uh, you know, other writers, poetry and creative writing hmm. groups that were going on. So I started joining those groups. Ah, wow. Yeah, and that really inspired me to write more because I could, I could, you know, he, uh, listen to people, other people's poetry, and then I we had exercises and homework to do. So that really kept me on going, and it inspired me to write because I was, um, I was able to, you know, join with other writers. Yeah, and I still do that till today. Good. Yeah, I still have like three um, writing groups which I join on Zoom. Hmm. I prefer on Zoom because then as a visually impaired person, I don't have to go to that place, you know, because of yeah. transport and and things like that. So at least I can do it from the comfort of my own home. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's really wonderful. Yeah. Another great use of technology to make it possible. <laughs> yeah. That's but I just love writing. It just, you know, lights my heart when I start writing. And when I start writing, I feel it just flows. The words just come and it mm. flows, you know. I'm very happy to be able to share one of Rosalie's poems with you now. This is Inside Me is a Black-Eyed Animal. I place my feet in the world and it feels so cold. I want to scream, my heart's racing, I don't feel good. I look for someone to blame. Sometimes I feel shame, and I often have a frown on my face and rage in my heart. I want to talk to somebody, but there's no one around. I want to shout, but I think I really want to yell. It's like ringing a bell, but no one's listening. I can tell no one understands how I feel or what I'm going through. I think they're all going through the same 
They are crying too. We are all in the same boat. Then alone, I sit under a tree, watching the birds fly. The clouds pass me by like sheep in the sky. I sit there in silence with my eyes closed. Then I hear a voice. It's so calm and gentle. I feel it coming from my soul. It says, be still and know that I am he. I sense something in my heart. It's like a soft touch. It feels so gentle, like a presence of love and light. And that's the higher power flowing with love, streaming from above. It is full of grace that put a smile on my face. It's there, it cares for you and me. Well, I'm sorry to say that we're all out of time for today. I hope you've enjoyed our show. We'll be running another programme of Christian Holidays designed with blind and partially sighted people in mind in 2024. So if you'd like to find out more about our Torch Together Holidays, register your interest for future holidays or explore any of Torch's other offerings for blind and partially sighted people, then please do get in touch. The number is 01858 438 260. That's 01858 438 260. Or you can email info at torchtrust.org. So from me, Marilyn and everyone on the Reflections team, goodbye and God bless. You've been listening to Reflections from Torch Trust. <laughs>